everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored, and I'm Jason Lee. I'm Blue Toulousma. Hey, it's DJ Damage. All right, so listen, we got a real one here. Uh, she has many jobs. I know she's not Jamaican, but it's a black queen who's doing a lot out here in the culture. Uh, my friend, Ebony K. Williams. Ebony, welcome to the show. Hello, my love. with you, Queen Blue and Brother Damage. Good to see you, love. Listen, Ebony, I was just saying before we got on the show, you, like me, now have 10 jobs. You are working every day and every night. Uh, and I'm really happy for you. And awesome. I love the fact that all of the blessings that are being bestowed upon you are happening because, you know, in this industry specifically, uh, sometimes with our people, it's really hard to find the ones that are real and that are transparent, consistently transparent, and that are always there for you and supportive as much as they're in their own journey and their own mm -hmm. climb, you know, always look over and say, hey, good luck. Congratulations. And you're one of those very few people for me that always consistently does that. And I just want to say I'm so happy for you. And I thank you for all of the support that you've given me and Hollywood Unlocked. Absolutely, bro. You know what? You make it easy. Uh, you were a real one as well. You know, I remember we met in Brooklyn at uh, Revolt Summit. It feels like a couple of years ago now. And, uh, you know, it's just you, you a real recognized real game recognizes game. And in this business, Jason, iron sharpens iron. Right. So as a content creator, as a, a woman, a voice for the people, it's important that we align uh, with similar people with similar intention and ambition. And and that's just what it is. So that's what you you're, you're feeling, what you're putting out. Okay, so now people that don't know, but they should know because you're, like I said, you're everywhere. You're an attorney by trade. You're 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 smarter than a lot of us that do this. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I yes, I am a lawyer by trade. I don't know about all the rest of that, but yes. <laughs> so, but no, but you you are very smart. We did an Instagram live during COVID when COVID first happened. I did uh, Instagram. I did a quarantine chronicles on Instagram from Hollywood Unlocks account, and just the. The depth of where you can go on a topic, whether it's what's happening in the White House and coronavirus all the way down to what's happening in pop culture. And I think where a lot of people from the Hollywood Unlocked uh, platform was amazed at really seeing uh, somebody who had their finger on the pulse of what was happening in the culture, but also had the brains uh, to back it up. And uh, I, I just again, I, I'm just so happy for you that people are getting to see you more. Are you happy with what's happening around you and within your career right now? I'm blessed, Jason. Absolutely, brother. I mean, I feel like. Listen, God makes no mistakes. You know, I'm a woman of faith and I believe that I believe in spiritual gifts. Right. And so what I believe is that God has put certain gifts upon me, uh, the ability to. Mm -hmm have the academic background that I have in law and politics and justice, right? I also have, I believe, a certain temperament uh, to deal with a certain level of ignorance that comes from uh, viewpoints that are adverse to the liberation of our people. I have a temperament to deal with that and break that down and correct false narratives. Most important, though, Jay, is the fact that I also have just been so humble throughout my life. Um, I know where I came from. You know, you can see the picture behind me. If I slouch down, y'all, that's that's our people coming over to this country on the Middle Passage. So I just, I never lose sight um, of, of what it is that I represent and how privileged I am to be in this space. And of course I'm happy. I'm thrilled to death to now have the visibility to match what I, I believe was always the content. I do believe, humbly speaking, I've been putting out great content, Jason Lee, um, for 10 years. 
What finally is now happening throughout my career, it's been a bit niche. You know, I've had a bit of a cult following. And between my addition now to Bravo family as the first Black housewife on Real Housewives of New York. To that. Um, but also, you know, the iHeart deal with holding court with Ebony K. Williams, breaking down legal headlines and pop cultures with Dustin Ross every week. Now it's all like the visibility is finally there. And that's the thing I'm really grateful for. But but as you're on that climb, because I know even for me, there are days where I get frustrated that people don't see all of the potential. Did you ever get frustrated in that 10 years? Because now that you are getting the visibility, we're going to get into iHeart, we're going to get into Bravo. But now that you are getting that visibility, aren't there days where you want to say, motherfucker, this been me for 10 years? Hell yeah. I, was, I said that shit today. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, because it's like, have, have people not been listening to the content? And what I realize is not necessarily. And that's okay. What I realized, Jason, I had to take a step back in my humility, right? Because I'm a person. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm like, you know, I've been, I've been on, right? In my mind. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, the onus is not on others to necessarily do that work. It's, I still carry that responsibility as a content creator, mm -hmm. uh, as a journalist, as a broadcaster to, to make sure that it's out there and the distribution is where it needs to be so that I'm easy to find and I'm easy to, 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 you know, lean into what I'm doing. So yeah, there's like a little bit of that Jason where it's like, you know, I've been out here in the streets, I've been doing this work, you know, da, 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 da. but then it's like, just as quick as that comes, I got to dismiss that shit because what's important is the moment is upon us. And this is just getting started, Jason Lee. Mm -hmm. You know me. And this yeah, is the yeah. grinding yeah. timing. Of course, but don't you believe they make it harder for black people? Like I look at some of my counterparts who are not black. The things that I say and do, they're like, oh my God, the world's falling apart. But I'm like, did y'all not see Howard Stern in his early years of his career? Mm -hmm. well, or did you not see Perez Hilton and everybody else who's done what I've done? But exactly. I feel like when it comes to, and you know, I've been a, a big supporter of black media. I know you have as well. I feel like when it comes to being black, you, you're always going to have more scrutiny or a, a longer ladder to climb than other people. I'm going to tell you two things. That, yes, obviously, we all grew up probably the same in the sense that you got to work twice as hard for what? Half as much. Yeah. Thank you, Queen. Y'all yeah. laid on the plate. Come on, brothers. Keep up, Jason. Damn it. Come on, y'all. Um, but yeah, twice as hard for half as much, exactly as Queen Blue said. So that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make the shit okay. But it's really what has been in my mind. My mother and grandmother raised me with this since I was three years old. So I, I guess I expected to have to be the best in the space, you know, and it's kind of funny. We look at Kamala Harris and do you, if y'all recall the very first debate, the first debate when she was still in the presidential primary and while the shit didn't work out for her at the top of the ticket at the end, people were like awestruck by this beautiful, well-spoken, eloquent, brilliant black woman. And she kicked ass in that first debate. Remember she called out Biden on the busing shit and whatever. Everybody was like, oh my God, she's incredible. I can't believe it. And I'm thinking, what can't you believe? Of course, she's the best on that stage because as the only black woman on that stage, she had to be smarter, better in every category to even share space with the rest of y'all mediocre asses. See what I'm Amen. saying? So, so that's what I think people need to just sit with and just have awareness around. So yes, Jason, of course, as black people, we have to work harder and we have to just flat out be better. But I'm also make this point. Quiet is kept. 
people like you and me, even amongst black spaces, have to also work harder because we don't necessarily show up in the ways in which we are expected. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know I've had times in my career where I'll look and see fellow um, black colleagues that I am rooting for because we Asa Ray told us we all rooting for everybody black. And that's all day real talk. But I am looking and thinking, well, it's interesting how these people's ascension is um, massive in a way that I just wasn't experiencing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly not at that time. And what I had to keep telling myself was it's because I'm making a conscious choice to move differently. You know, there's a certain way I could move in this industry that would have allowed this whole glow up to happen a lot sooner in my career. OK, I'm aware of it. And I you know, my mom was cussing me out. She's like, bitch, you really should be on by now. You should be making <laughs> stats by now. This is looking yep. crazy. You know, you see the formula. Just go ahead and get an order. This moral compass shit is some bullshit. You're going to stay broke with this mentality, girl. Like, this was a real conversation with my mother. Um, she act like she don't remember that now, though, y'all. It's real funny. But anyway, my baby, the made it. She the made it. Anyway. She <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bye, Gloria. No, I love my mom. Shout out to <laughs> um, but I, I just couldn't do it, Jason. You know, and there's no shade. Everybody needs to get this shit how they live. I believe that. And there's space in the industry. Thank God for all of us. But when you choose to move a bit differently, unconventionally in ways that people haven't quite seen us move and navigate this shit, it's a slower, longer road. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I signed up for that knowingly. I love mm. that you said that. I actually call that the scenic route. You took the scenic yeah, route and it takes a little bit longer. I would be um, in the country and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one thing you said that really struck me is about this perception of perfection that black women have to have in order to get just half as far. Mm. My only problem with that is sometimes we're so perfect we don't show ourselves any grace because you know the strong black woman moniker can sometimes be a heavy burden to carry i'm just curious how you showed yourself grace in that 10-year climb before you became a household name as a woman like how do you yeah. show yourself grace knowing you have to be perfect just to get a little bit of the of, of the same opportunities everybody else gets so one thing about me miss blue is i'm a virgo and if you know any Virgo, oh, um, I know a lot of Virgos. <laughs> Say less. I'm clear. I know. Be I know Beyonce. Yes, uh, and I know the late great Michael Jackson and Kobe. There's Bryant. A lot of Virgos. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> shout out to Virgos representing Black excellence, right? But but here's the thing about us Virgos: we are extremely critical, and you know who we're most critical of ourselves. Amen. And so I didn't do a good job, if I'm being honest, sister, of showing myself. That's real. Yeah, I didn't. I was always like, I need to go harder. I need to go further. I need to go faster. It's on me. People not knowing me the way they need to know me. They're not and not knowing me. Who gives a shit about knowing me? They're not hearing what I have to say, which is important for moving the culture forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's on right. me. So I wrote it. So I didn't show myself grace. What I did do that I'm not recommending to everybody out there because everybody's built different. For me, Blue, it turned into all the extra motivation I needed to go further and push harder. So instead of, you know, sulking in my Cheerios and being like, oh, the people just don't like me or they don't relate to me. And I had people tell me that, you know, uh, in our in our space, in our industry that, you know, um, somebody actually told me this, Jason Lee, you're going to get kicked out of this. When I started co-hosting State of the Culture. Mm hmm. Everybody thought I was crazy. By, by, by the way, I thought that was a great addition. Uh, I loved how, you, you, you know, 
I don't even want to say how you articulate your arguments in a way that are flawless, because I want to be very clear. I don't like when people say that as black people who are smart, we're articulate. Bitch, we're a whole culture out here of kings and queens that are smart and brilliant and are innovative. So I don't even like creating that narrative. But I did like that when you did come in and replace that girl. No shade to her. I don't remember her name. Scotty Bean. Scotty Bean, who's doing her thing, too, and who's very smart as well. Yeah, yeah. But when you but when you came in, I know there was like a lot of conversations like, well, how's she going to fit in this platform? And I thought you did a great job. Thank you, Jason. You were in the minority. Um, even the good brother Charlemagne the God uh, was like, this is a mess. Charlemagne was like, this oh, is a man. mess. I don't like it. <laughs> he texted me. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be a hot ass mess because. Why, why though? Why? Why? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because I took the scenic route. Blue just told you. I exactly. didn't. Somebody literally told me. Y'all see my nails? And this is for Bravo. I don't I do not do my nails. It's something I don't do because I'm fucking working all the time. I don't have time to be sitting on the air for all damn thing and all that shit. Excuse me. But somebody told me that I wasn't going to do well in State of the Culture unless I got a gel nail set wow. that was yellow. They said, you need to get a what? yellow gel set. They told No, they did not. No, they told me my watch, which I'm not flexing to show y'all this watch, but it's a watch. That's that a flex. So... Thank you, sis. It's a, it's a little lightweight Cartier. Just a little lightweight flex. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing. Somebody was like, black girls don't wear Cartier. You should have got a big face Rolex. Like, dumb oh, shit God. like that. Like, you coming at who's, me so crazy. Who is saying who, who, Wait, who's, wait, wait. Who, who, who said, said that? Somebody basic. Somebody real basic. You know, I'm not going to put the people on front street, Jason Lee. Not today. Well, I said it. Well, basic. But, yeah, but that's, but seriously, that's the kind of feedback I was given as to why. Well, what, 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 what were they trying to say? Because in order to appeal to the yes. black audience, you had to play into being dressed up like what they think we look like. What they think. So, and this was they were saying, This was not they were like, saying you, one thing when white people say that dumb shit because they don't know. They're exactly. stupid. But when other black People. This was another black lawyer, matter of fact, that told me I would be unsuccessful in my own culture with the, with my own people if I showed up authentically as to who he would knowing me to be for 10 years. This man knew me a long ass time. He said, Projected. they're never going to hear you, Eb. You're never going to blow up. You're never going to get anywhere in this industry being how you actually are. You got to get the long acrylic sets, get the gel sets. Uh, don't do no... Light neutral. You're too. You're too. Get some. Get some Timberland boots and a box cutter. Right. Like, <laughs> get some blinged out Jimmy shoes. Like what? And I'm going to go, go go get you a baby daddy too. Just put the whole package together. You, know, you told me to get a new booty. Get a new booty. Are you wow. serious? It's not that deep. I think I'm, as a fan, because I've, I've checked your work out for a long time. I think it's a perfect synergy of grinding and timing because this year. It came. It was needed to have your approach, and I feel like you being yourself became more relatable than, as opposed to with things that were happening last year, where it was all cookie cutter, and mm. you know we're talking about really topics that really didn't matter to the culture. Now that things are mattering to the culture, we need your approach, and I feel like it's just a perfect synergy. You becoming a part of that show and everything you're doing now, politics and everything we're learning in the world is something that's on top of everybody's mind. So we need a show like yours. And we need somebody to represent us and look like us to give us that information. And I think you do that very well. Thank you, damn it. Yeah, I never bought it. I never Aww. bought it right because I give my people more credit than that, right? right. I feel like that kind of Ooh. feedback, even just the general commentary of you're not going to fit in on State of the Culture or revolt, that ain't for you. No, it's exactly for me. 
because we are a beautiful people of diversity within blackness. You know, so what you're not going to do is divorce me from my heritage. You're not going to divorce me from my black experience. And you're not going to shrink my people's ability to have space for all of it. Everybody thought it was going to be a problem with me and Remy Ma. What that's going to be like. Remy to Yeah. So but that, but that, but that goes, but that goes back to everybody wanting to pit black women against each other, or just black people against each other, anyway. Because if you know Remy and you know you, you both are intelligent and come from two different perspectives, but you still get to the same point. And Remy's my girl, Jason. When you interviewed her for your book, uh, or she interviewed you rather for your book, who was in the third row? Me. Yeah. Yeah. My sis. That's my sister. You know what I mean? And and and. We, we just got to make space for one another. That's my prayer for black culture mm. going into 2021. We do do it. We're doing so much better, uh, but we can do better for making full space for, for one another. But do you think Amen. that you, the Ebony K. Williams of the world are now rising where you should have risen from a long time ago, but because the new, uh, Black Lives Matter movement has shined a light on white people hiring black people to act like animals on reality shows and different things like that. That now they, there is a space open for mm-hmm. black excellence and pushing that to the top because that's what's in right now. Or yeah. do you think it's what, what do you think that is? Uh, it's it's a moment meeting an opportunity. Damage nailed it. It is that. Amen. It ain't nothing but that. I, I would not have made sense for reality TV. I'll say it that way, but for this unique intersection of a rejection, a repudiation of a stale narrative that says black women are this way and that way, but not Mm -hmm. educated, not sophisticated, not glamorous and not on their shit. That's we we've not seen reality and most media platforms to be clear uphold black women in that way and black people in that way until very recently. So that moment had to happen. But for George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter 2.0 movement of this summer is 2.0 because the original version started in 2013 on the backs of the killing of young Trayvon Martin. Okay. Speak on it. Speak on it. Right. But for this moment, y'all, I don't get to live in this moment as I, as my authentic self. So I'm okay with it. It's some bullshit. But I've, I'm, I'm arrived. I'm here. So y'all know I'm going to make it do what it do. But I also think this last point. I also got into media as Jason started the talk, y'all. I'm a lawyer by trade. I'm a total nerd. I'm a total geek. That is all true. But I always wanted to get into media because I wanted to make it fucking cool to be smart and black. That was really yes. my goal. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like... Yeah, right? Like, where are the black nerds at? Since Earth, we have you. in it. And I'm, I want to really ordain myself humbly as the new Urkel, okay? I'm putting black <laughs> nerds on. I'm here. You're for- Stefan no, Urkel. No, no, no. You're no, Stefan you Urkel. You're not Urkel. No, you're a little you too cute to be Urkel. You you ain't no damn Urkel now. You your pants ain't pulled up to your breast. So you ain't got no thick ass glasses on. You oh cute God, and fly. <laughs> you're cute and fly and smart, but you don't have like there's space for twerking and 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 being you know ho ho is life but but that's not all of who we are as a people we are we are not i think the word is monolith they taught me that yeah we're we're, we're not a monolith yes (laughs) you just learned 
Yes. Congratulations, yes. Jason. Listen, it's never Thank too hard. I learn stuff every day. <laughs> no, you're right. That was part of the game plan too, though, Jason, was also don't get the lubes confused. Don't let these eyelashes fool you. You know what I mean? Again, I know I'm from Southeast Louisiana, raised oh. in Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I know a thing nice. about what it is to be black in this country. I also have been you know, privileged to, to walk the halls of some of the greatest institutions of our country academically, right? And I've had the, the experience of not just talking about the law. A lot of people like to talk about the law and justice. I've tried cases. I've stood beside black men and women that were facing years away from their family and children and loved ones on some bullshit charges. So it's like I, I carry a unique lens that I'm so grateful to have been able to receive. And now how beautiful that I get to share it in these massive platforms. So if it took 10 years, y'all, fuck it. It took 10 years. But we mm -hmm. here now. Now, with all of that, black mm -hmm. excellence, walk in the halls, don't get the lubes and lashes confused. You're now going over to the Real Housewives franchise. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh. I'm not I'm not Charlemagne. <laughs> I did not turn my nose up and say, what is this? No, you didn't. But I definitely was like, no, I didn't in terms of uh, Housewives. But when I heard the news that Ebony K. Williams, the brilliant attorney, the, uh, the radio show host, the talk show host, the 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 will beat you down with brains. The journalist woman that I know, mm -hmm. the journalist, yes, the black journalist. excellence is going over here with Ramona. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm so happy you got no, that. Wait, wait, I've been wait, waiting. Wait, wait, for wait, this wait, topic. wait, 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 wait. The reason waiting. why I say that, the reason why I say that is because all of those bougie ass white women up there in the Housewives franchise have a they have they have congregated around privilege and uh, shade in their tone. And now they're getting ready to get a real pro-black woman in that mix who is not going to just lay down and be the sidekick or the lapdog. And I'm nervous for everybody. Yeah, it's scary. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm openly scared because I actually watched the show. Okay. I've watched it every season since season one. I know for a fact that at least half of them are Trump supporters. There was a young girl last season who wore who wore hoop earrings and they called her a hood rat. So if even white women with with, with hoops cannot get any grace, I am I I am straight up frightened for what's about to happen. Because here's the thing, you're smarter than all of them, right? Like they're like a bag of cats. And they and you can show them that. Wait, 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 blue, blue, wait, blue, 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 wait, blue, blue, blue. They're blue. nuts. Ramo Ramona, Ramona Singer and Luann, girl, I can't. So watching the show as a fan, but always being happy that um, I'm not watching black women on the show because they're so. They're ratchet. They're actually more ratchet than any ratchet person that you've ever seen, right? They deserve to be in their own hip hop videos. And so seeing a bunch of ratchet white women who I do not think are all that intellectually superior at times, I'm trying to pick my words nicely, and who drink a lot of rosé and who believe that anybody who wears hoop earrings is a hood rat, when they meet a gorgeous, smart, and like, like socially conscious Esta black established. woman- you are literally the equivalent of them eating shrooms. Wait, and so how wait, is that going to work? Let, let's, thank you. Land the plane, girl. How what is what that the hell work? is going on? Okay, one more, one more, one more. The fake bisexual girl who's always drunk trying to sleep with everybody. I don't know her name, but that was I think too. she really does eat the cat though, Jason. I don't think that's fake. Oh, you talking about Sonia? You talking about Sonia? I'm talking about three of them. There's three of them that do that. 
Well, this this no. a few of my castmates are queer. I can put that. Yeah, out. quite a few. Yeah, self proclaimed. How has the chemistry been so far? <laughs> wait, wait, we just wait, wait. Low key, can I just can I just take control of this interview? We asked her five questions because we're all still because we're all still trying to figure out how the fuck this happened. So let me scale it back to the first question, and we're then scared. we'll reiterate your yeah. how how did this happen? And are you are are you nervous? Are you ready? What are you feeling? Let me start with your last thought. <laughs> I am absolutely ready. Nothing about me is scared nor nervous. Nuck if you buck, yes. So I'm scared for them. <laughs> That's it. I'm not about to go in here, you know, popping off for no reason and let me get you together, bitch, and let me get you together because that's what the Instagram told me to do. And no, okay, grown ass woman. I earned my apple. So here's what's going to happen. You know, say it again. I got my apple. Yeah, I, mm. I I earned my apple. Nobody gave me shit. I earned that apple already. So here's the thing, y'all. We're filming. Y'all know we are into filming. Without spilling too much tea or leaking on my own series, it really is already unlike. I mean, week one, it was already unlike anything the franchise has seen. Blue, I'm with you. I've seen every episode of this franchise since inception, unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Um, Mainly because although I didn't see us reflected, which was a problem, is a problem. I just love the hustle of New York City, right? It's the city city is its own character. And as a black woman who was always about my business, it just manifested. Like I never saw myself on reality TV, y'all. I never saw myself on this franchise. What's oddly enough, funny, I always saw myself on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. But I always thought I'd be there in the capacity of, you know, hosting my own news show and make a little guest appearance. If y'all would have told me I'd be there is Ramona Singer and Luann them damn fellow housewife, I would have called mm-hmm. you a old-faced liar. But here we are. So how did it happen? hmm So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what had happened was. What had happened was they were looking at pretty much every semi to high profile black woman in the city, period. When I say they, Bravo and the production company that cast this show. So if you're thinking of a black woman that's, you know, in these streets in New York doing the damn thing, she probably had a conversation about this opportunity. So that's why when I said y'all in my first quote, it could have been anybody. It really could have been, you know, I'm, I don't perceive myself as that fucking special, to be honest. I'm one of many dynamic, intelligent, um, powerful black women in this city. They were looking at it because they had to have it for the reasons damage already outlined. They just couldn't look away from it anymore. Why did it make sense for me? So one comment that I'm getting a lot of y'all is we see how you make sense for the show from their lens. Why does this make any sense for you and your brand? It's the visibility y'all. You can't beat it. You cannot beat the opportunity to talk about the things that I promote and care about and live and listen, here's the other side of it. You know this, Jason. Most of my career is what you've outlined. It's she's smart and she's a lawyer and she's this and she'll give you a look and that's it. People don't know me as, uh, like, they don't know me, know me. They think they know me, they don't know me. And that's on purpose, right? I've been fiercely private about my personal life. I've been fiercely private about my social life. People don't know what it is to turn up with me. People don't know what it is to see me outside of work mode. 
they're going to get to see that. And for me to go where I know God is taking me professionally and otherwise, it's now time for me to share that with the world. I just turned 37. My work now speaks for itself. It's impeccable. Mm-hmm. Now you need to see me as a woman, as a lover and as a friend. Nice. I mean, if they offer, if they offered me an apple, I'd be right there standing with you. No, well, Jason. They might. <laughs> they might. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. But let me let me ask this. Okay, so now that you're in there filming, and Ramona's extremely territorial, and Luann don't like nobody, have you had conflict with the girls yet? Like, if they embrace you, and are they walking on eggshells with you? Because I know at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, when Garcelle joined, a lot of them at the reunion were. Uh, or I think Arcel had mentioned something about you know maybe that they were a little uncomfortable to really push the line because the whole Black Lives Matter stuff. Are you feeling that, or are you already into it with your sleeves rolled up and your Timberlands on? Let me say this: Garcelle, bless her, love, revere her. Garcelle and I got different castmates. True. <laughs> Facts. Very very true. <laughs> so ain't nobody so are- no eggshells over here. Um, They're hood in the New York franchise. Yeah, like, you, know, Ramon, you think Ramona? You think Ramona Singer's walking on eggshells, Jason? She's a goon. She's an actual goon. Uh, you think <laughs> the Countess is walking on eggshells? Well, I, I I know that they're not walking on eggshells because you coming in has created more press about the show around, mm-hmm. and all that press is surrounding you. So I know they got to be like, notice. Bitch didn't roll up in here and take all the thunder. I know it. And I just I, I just know that you look like a girl who's had mean girls growing up. And I know that you're working around a bunch of mean girls now. Well, what I will say is everybody's showing up whole. Everybody got a lot to say and a lot of opinion. And ain't nobody afraid to say it. That's what I'll say. And you're going to have to just watch the shit play out. Wow. So are we going to see you in a sex scene or like, are you going to be with your man somewhere? Uh, you know, what, what's Justin. happening? Cause that what what no, no, because I know what you say. What well, I done reality TV. And I know when you are building a very specific brand, mm-hmm. you are very protective of that. You want people to know you only for that. So they respect you. So I get it. I've never shown a personal relationship and I know that you've been very private. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you're 37 in New York. Mm-hmm. You got to be popping it with somebody. What are we going to see? <laughs> gonna get some, oh, my God. Gonna get some, no, no. It's a fair question, Blue. You're going to get some answers to those questions. In terms, What you're going to be able to answer after first season of Me on Roni. Who is Ebony with? You'll know the answer to that. If Is she with anybody seriously? You'll know the answer to that. Um, is she... A lot of people don't know this. It's available for public consumption. I've been married before. Okay. I was married in my twenties and very quickly divorced. There was a, you know, is, is, where is she with marriage? Is she marrying somebody soon? Who is it? You'll get all of those questions asked and answered. Wait, what happened to the first marriage? I didn't know you were married. Mm-hmm. Well, you got Google. Um, yeah, no, it's not really on there that much. Yeah, I was married um, to a lovely gentleman I was friends with from middle school to high school. He oh, wow. was l- lovely and and a little what's the word? Gay? Uh, no, gay? no, no, no. <laughs> no, no gonna be Jason. You're so messy. Why gay, Jason? Why gay? No, I didn't. I didn't know. I was maybe you saw him dressed up one day and like girls. I mean, Bruce Jenner did it. It happens. That's how rumors get started, Jason. If I was gonna be with a gay man as fine as you are, I would just be with you, baby. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm well, talking about. Find out there's something See, going on I, here. I ain't got no, I, I ain't got no apple. I, I ain't got no apple, but I got a new apartment in New York, so I could bring I some applesauce. Let me know. Yes. Creep, creeping over there. No, he wasn't gay. He just was, you know, a more, I don't want to say simple man, because he was very smart and talented. He came out with a simple life. You know what I mean? He stop it, Queen. Stop it, Blue. Y'all, y'all make me. Gay was better than simple. I'm sorry. No, because what she just said was my husband was a basic bitch, so I had to he, leave. He, he was simple. He was simple. <laughs> Such a gentle man. Stuck he, with Gay. You should. He should have stuck so, with Gay. So he, he, he didn't like to go to Nobu on Thursday. He wanted to go to Whole Foods. It was no way. Yeah. No, he didn't want Whole Foods. He, he ran me out the house spending over two hundred dollars on groceries. That was the whole problem. No, he just basic and hungry. Very like simple life, simple existence. I wanted to take over the world. It wasn't gonna work. So it was very simple in that way. Tom and Jerry. So what type of man do you like now? Do you like like a young DJ Damage kind of ab single father, but looking for a woman who can rock his world? Are you looking for like the rock? Are you looking for like a nerd? What what type of man could slide in your DM right now and try to like take you down? Two things. Number one, Jason Lee, you're assuming I'm looking for anybody. I might be looking for. Speak on that it. part. Mm-hmm. And if I were in the marketplace for a gentleman caller, a boss, you have to really not an aspiring boss, not an in transition boss, not a one day I'm going to be a boss. I've done all of that and God bless them all. I am now at a point in my life and career where you have to literally be all the way where you're, wherever you're going, I need you to be there. And I've, and listen, I know that's controversial. We have a lot of narratives in, a, in the culture that say we, you know, really need to be, you know, I, I know these stories of I met him at the bus stop and, and nurtured him. <laughs> I, 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 I was shooting with him at the gym. Yeah. And listen, God bless them. I'm not doing yeah. that. I'm not. You need to go mm-hmm. ahead and be exactly what the fuck you going to be. When you come into my life, because this train so me- left the station, baby, and we going full <laughs> through the head, and I'm not making no pit stops for your ass. Ooh, so wow. that means 25 year olds, 26, the young, that's out. Um, I'm really if you ain't got an AARP card, it probably not gonna pop with me. AARP, oh, are you, wow. that, AARP, that that Wait means you might have a man. That means you might have a man that suffers from limp dick syndrome, and then you got a whole other problem to talk to deal with. Jason, they have Viagra. He can what? afford Vi- Viagra if he's a boss. Come on. Don't nobody want nobody that needs that. Let me say well, this. Let me... let me say this, and I'm probably going to say too much, but I'm going to tell you because it's Jason. He can get anything out of me. Thank you. One of the things that I do not believe in in a relationship is waiting a, pro- a procrastinating length of time to have sex because. You cannot be finding these things out after you've already caught feelings, okay? Yeah. So, Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all grown. So all this, I agree. you need to date six months. Before. No six problem. months? Who's waiting six lay, months? Lay, lay that thing on the table at Nobu so I know whether or not to get sashimi or stay for the Wagyu steak. I mean, listen, once I've decided, I do a betting process. Okay. First, can you hang with me lifestyle and ambition-wise? That's the first thing I'm assessing. Because if the answer is no to that, we don't even need to discuss anything further. Okay? Period. That's number one. Number two, am I stimulated by you? Do you stimulate my mind? Do you stimulate my sensibilities? That's important. You don't have to be so fine. I don't really give a fuck about that personally. Like all these women out here with these pretty boys and six-pack abs, shout out to you. Um, I'm the pretty in the relationship. <laughs> I don't really care. 
You know what I mean? Um, no. Then thirdly, what's the satisfaction sexually? That's important. I'm not about to sit up here and pretend like that shit doesn't matter. It matters tremendously. This is the rest Speak of my Speak slower, life. Ebony. Speak slower. I have a pen. So you said number oh. three was... <laughs> oh, oh, no, baby. You're going to you gonna have to rewind this thing back. You have to rewind this thing back. Now, as buttoned up as you are as an attorney, does he have to be down with oral sex? Like, is that important? Because yes. some people feel like... Some people feel like oral sex is not that important. I'm not going to be in a relationship with you if you're not sucking like a vacuum. Oh my so God. for me, when it comes to oral sex, oh so I have a general policy. I don't like people that have no fly zone sexually, right? So you know what Amen. I mean? I don't like when you come into the relationship and it's already, mm. I don't do this and I don't do that. You, you take it off my menu options before we even sat down to the table, okay? So that's number one. Okay, yep. let's just come to the table and have an experience. Seriously, let's have an experience and let's see what works. And I think it's different for every man, Jason. Some men that might be, uh, you know, their strong suit. Now, if you if that's your strong suit, we should discuss. Um, if that's not particularly gifted at, let's not waste time. And that's that's why I'm doing the show as well. Because listen, I can do all that, you know, coronavirus, Senate confirmation, Supreme Court talk. I love it. I live for it. But I can also have this conversation we're having right now about whether or not oral sex, uh, cunnilingus is a deal breaker or not in a relationship. The and answer is yes. Be able to do both. The answer is yes. It's a, it's a deal breaker. The answer but is not yes. if you're not good, save it. Like don't be down there all day uh, for mediocrity. I'm about black excellence in every category. I've never once thought you'd call my oral sex mediocrity. I love you so much right now. Oh my God, we have to be friends in real life. I'm obsessed with you right now. Jason, look it up. I got you. I got you. I still have my pen ready. You're at the Black Effect Network. You have your show over there holding court with Ebony K. Williams. How did that deal come together? And what's the experience been like for you now that you're part of iHeart Family? We are family in this way now, Jason Lee. Shout out to iHeart and this wonderful partnership, right? I'll tell you exactly how it came to be. I was in a relationship with another platform. And at the end of the road, a very long road, uh, shit just didn't work out. And, you know, going back to your first question, how do you keep yourself grounded in those moments of doubt? It was really a dark period. I know know all of y'all content creators can feel me. You think it's going right. You think you're about to hit this, you know, you're about to have your blow up moment. And it doesn't quite get there. So I was very disappointed. Um, But I was going to manifest this podcast, Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, because I felt it was important for our people, y'all. It's very important in this moment that our people the most have a deep understanding, a clear understanding of how the law and courts impact their day-to-day life. And that's what this show does. And I believe it was important. So I was was actually going to come out of my pocket to do this show. You know what I mean? I was really that committed Mm. to it. And thank the good Lord, I didn't have to. Um, I literally got a phone call from Charlemagne the God probably a month before I was about to put this thing out in an individual capacity. And Char said, E, I know I've been talking because Char, you know, Char talked you to death. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I said, Charlemagne, don't call me. Oh, oh, oh tra- trust me. I'm talking to, Sh- I talked to Char today. I talked to Char yesterday. I talked to Char over the weekend. I know. I had to tell my dear big brother Char. Don't call me no fucking more until you ready to throw the green light on this. Because I don't want to hear this no more. And so he did. And he called me. He said, E, we ready to go. And he sent the paperwork over. That deal was done within two weeks. Yeah. No, she knows Charlemagne doesn't get a lot of credit. I know him and your co-host, uh, Joe Button, they had their back and forth where they were having their moments about 
ownership and this and that. But one thing I will say is Charlemagne does look out for people in the culture and make sure that if he does have a door to open for you, he will help you walk through it. So shout out to him. He'll, he'll help you. Um, do it. He'll even put you on his shoulder if he needs to. And not enough, not enough of us do that. Well, and speaking of that, you've done it for me. You've had me on your show. You're the host over at uh, Revolt's Black News. I've been on your show once, I think, once for my house in L.A. and once while I was at my birthday uh, trip in St. Thomas. We had some Wi-Fi issues, but, you know, you looked out for me, and I think I'm coming back on soon. But uh, how did that come about? And I love how you deliver all the news over there because Revolt, they, they, they've been behind on program. I like State of the Culture. And I like the Black News that they have people like you and Joe and Remy. They need to do more of that. But how did that come about? So it came about in the pandemic. The chairman, Puff, uh, he saw what you saw, Jason, a gap in the marketplace. That's the key to any uh, successful venture, right? Uh, he saw that Revolt was doing his thing musically and pop culturally, but there was no news product coming from <clears throat> the, the network this black man owns. That's a problem. So Puff and his team reached out to me personally, and they asked if I would be willing to to take on the permanent duties of hosting. Revolt Black News had a kind of some soft launches uh, and they weren't sure the direction, but then they decided we're going to do a weekly show. We want one host, one kind of editorial lens, and let's just really commit to this thing. So I got the call and I said, I would love to do it, but I can no longer just be front facing talent. I'm done with that part of my career. I only do content. I also executive produce. Baby, wait, hold on. Slow down. You talking too fast. Hold on. You talking too fast. They didn't catch that because I'm executive producer of this show on Fox Soul. Mm -hmm. And I I think people need to slow down and understand how important it is to go from being the talent they hire you to do the work to the person who produces and puts it together and brings other people to the table to uh, to get work. That's it. So, Jason, when you ask me uh, or not ask me, but you give me this huge, beautiful compliment of, you know, Ev, you look at I'm able to do that. Why? Because I'm EP. So you're not telling me who's coming on my show. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So when I say I want Jason Lee to do entertainment headlines, that's what it is. When I say I want Dustin Ross to do entertainment headlines, when I say I want Jason Carter to do entertainment headlines, that's what it is. So that's why I just have to be that way. Why do you think we don't help each other enough? Because I've I've struggled with, like last week I sat down in New York and I wrote out the names of every top level executive at every label from Mike Kaiser to Tubby to everybody at every label. And I called them and the conversation I had was in the spirit of black lives matter and black media and black brands mattering. Y'all need to start circulating some of those dollars into Hollywood unlocked. Uh, Why do we even have to have those conversations when people like us that look like us are in positions of power to help people? Who look like them. Mm, let me tell you a quick story about a, a, a woman who is an executive, as we speak, one of the biggest media organizations in the world. Beautiful sister. I revere this sister and I honor the work that she's done to get to where she is. It's not easy. And you know, there's not many, I call them gatekeepers. There's not many gatekeepers in the industry that look like us. And this queen told me straight to my face, when I asked her about what I can do as a talent, this was in ta- you know a general meeting. I said, what can I do as a talent, sis, to be more attractive to your organization to really land um, a big gig here? Because I, I'm confused, frankly. I feel like I have the skill set. I have the resume. Uh, I mean, this was not that long ago, y'all. This was a matter of maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. So my resume was stacked. I can host the news. I can anchor this. I can do legal analysis. I can do podcasting. I can do radio. I can do blah, 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 entertainment, pop culture, sports. 
what what is it that you would like to see for me as a talent to, that would make me attractive to get to where I'm trying to go in an organization like yours? And this black queen told me, I kid y'all not. <laughs> she said, Ebony, I think you're great, but we already have and proceeded to list a name of other black queens. Amanda Seal, mm. wow. Angela Wright, Sonny Hostin, um, whoever else, you know, the five other black women <laughs> that Holy were in the space and said that basically there was no room for me. Mm-hmm. And this is from one of our own. So I say that to say this. Part of the problem is that when some of us get into those gatekeeper positions at major mainstream organizations, we become, uh, we clog the pipeline inadvertently or knowingly. Either way, I don't care. It's a fucking problem. So when we, when, when, when young people are watching and they're wondering why not more of us are at the tops of some of these platforms visually and otherwise, and while we're not being producers and with this, blah, 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 sometimes it's white people, sometimes it's us. Mm, so mm. I just want to say that. So was that Deborah Lee? Because she's unemployed at BET now. I ain't gonna oh say. Oh my god! Who it was, but <laughs> I'm not the lady at, at? I'm not gonna say who it was today. When I get a little bit older, I'm gonna spill all the tea and all the names. Or it was, or it was the lady at TV One. I don't know that. What's her name? You know who I'm talking I don't about. Know. I don't know. I'm really people. calling names. Jason Lee. I don't. Don't limit it to black news organizations. Mm. Oh. Mm. Think bigger. Sunny is at ABC. Well, this person is saying that, you know, the whole landscape. She was just like, the landscape mm-hmm. is too crowded. Oh, but, oh. Because, because because there's because there's already too many of us at the table. So yeah. just the quote take is a spilled seat already. back and wait your turn. Literally. Yeah. All four. Yeah. Wow. That's disgusting. Well, okay. So so let me recap this. So the podcast holding uh, uh, Ebony K. Williams on the Black Effect Network at iHeart. Um, you're the host of Black Revolt, uh, Revolt, uh, Black News at Revolt, and yes. now Housewives of in New York, punching Ramona and Luann out. Um, <laughs> what 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 other aspirations do you have? Like, is a baby in? Like, are you thinking of kids? Yeah, I want a baby. Hey. Let me say, I only want a baby. To be honest, um, <laughs> if oh. it could come at like two years old, potty trained, and able to eat on its own accord, I don't think that's how that works, sis. I don't, I don't. Think that's how that? No, 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 no. Because one of my sisters had a kid and gave it to her, our dad, and then picked it up later. So you could. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy. Um, okay, I'm kind of joking, but it also. <laughs> um, I do want a mother. That was the point of me taking. <laughs> um, I like, you know what I mean? I'm not really trying to have an Instagram accessory. Shout out to 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 the moms that like to really be you know popping off with their cute kids and matching outfits on Instagram. That's not really it for me. Um, what I'm really looking forward to is mothering um, and yeah. able to contribute legacy to a future generation. And I would love but Listen, there's a lot of different ways to do that, by the way. Motherhood is certainly not the only approach. Yeah. And and it's a gift. But I, I am very aggressively pursuing motherhood for me at this point in my life. But as somebody who's so career driven like you are and as am I, do you ever find yourself negotiating your time with your ambitions and your work with wanting to really be a present, loving, nurturing parent? Because I know that's been a challenge for me and why I've not even really given it real consideration, but 
Do you ever do you ever have those thoughts? Jason, you and I are not similarly situated in that you don't have an ovarian reserve to be concerned about. Okay. Thank you. I was thinking that way until my ass got so fucking old that I no longer have time to negotiate these things. My eggs is Ebony, I am six years older than you. You are not that old. You are still young. You don't have eggs. Blue tell him. I would be a pregnancy. That's clinical. That's not my ego. That's what the doctors say. So I really, I'm being honest. Black women, we need to be talking about this more. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because what happens is career, career, career. You don't need no man. Don't get pregnant. That's great. And then we look up and we're 40. Or we're 45. And we never made the time to pursue this option. So I'm trying to avoid that. I don't take for granted that it can just be done. I might not be able to have a baby biologically, Jason Lee. You know, that's reality. So I'm looking at all my options. Yeah, I remember I listening to a podcast. That. Thank you. Yeah, and you were advocating. Well, I'm not going to say advocating, but you were talking a lot about women to save their eggs. Can you talk yeah. more about that? That process. I was advocating. Yeah. So I did. I put I put ten eggs on ice uh, about three years ago. And listen, that's an expensive pursuit. So one of the things y'all are going to hear me do more openly now that I have these larger kind of platforms to speak on is acknowledge my privilege. I'm a black woman in America that comes with a lot of oppression. But I also sit in an opportunity of privilege. Most people can't go and drop $15,000 to freeze eggs for a kid they may or may not want one day. You know, that's a point of privilege. So I want to be clear about that. Uh, I am able to. I did. It doesn't guarantee me shit, though, because it's so much that has to go right for that to become a baby. It's got to survive the thaw. You know, it's like a piece of chicken. All chicken you put in the freezer. Some of the chicken is able to be cooked. Some of it is um, freezer burned. That happens to eggs. Honestly. So I want black women. Wait, do you, wait, do you, do you get a refund when that happens? And that's a real question. I know it's a real question. And no, you don't. Cause they like, I did, they did their part. That's your eggs. Didn't act damn. right. In the fall. Damn. So yes, damage. I believe women, black women in particular, we need to be more transparent and be happy. We need to be spoken to about this shit earlier too. I didn't know shit about freezing eggs or, or watching my ovarian reserve count or any of that until I was well into my 30s. And by that mm. point, for a lot of us, Blue, you notice this, it's too late. It's too late. I should have been having a talk with my gyno at 26, 27 about freezing eggs or because I always was ambitious. You're right, Jason. I always wanted to take over the world and go to the top and be on some Oprah shit. So if I could have frozen 20 eggs back when I was 25, I'd be better positioned today. You know, it's crazy that you're talking about this because I actually just told some friends recently and I was going to make an announcement tonight at dinner, but I'm actually getting, uh, starting that procedure on Friday. And so I very much, uh, yeah, I have to figure out how many eggs I have left. I hope it's more than a half a dozen, but like, I very much understand. Wait, you're in the process of saving eggs and freezing them or putting the eggs somewhere in the oven to turn into a full ass kid? Jason, it's not a bun, but no, I am um, on Friday. I'm supposed to go to the doctor to check to see, to start the process to see if I yeah. have enough eggs to have a baby this yeah, time so, next year. So, that's so yeah, you, 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 you have to get your body ready for it. So it's, it's a huge thing. And because Ebony and I are in the same age category, mm-hmm. I, I think we don't talk about it enough because ambitious, smart black women think, oh, we're, I'm so intellectual. I'm so smart. I want to go after my ambitions. And you look up and you're about to hit 40 and you're like, oh, I kind of want a baby with my eyes. Like, how do yeah. I make that happen? So you I'm happy that you're talking about this. You know what else we do as black women in particular? Because we have the luxury, you know, we, we look good a long time. Black don't Yeah, crack. we look younger oh, than we are. 
Right. So forget. a lot of black women mistake that shit for their biological age. So they're like, well, I look 26. Yes, bitch, mm-hmm. but your ex are 42. she's right she's right yeah so it's like we got to get out of that mindset of you know like we look good we take care of our bodies we eat well that's great and we need to continue doing that but don't let that shit mistake your uh, biological reproductive system you can you cannot out moisturize your egg reserve okay it cannot happen Melanin and fertility are not connected. Yeah, you're right. There is no causal link between melanin and fertility whatsoever. (laughs) So when you think about raising a kid in the world that we live in now, having just gone through four years of some of the most mentally traumatic experiences with the Cheeto in charge, do you think about the world that she'd be bringing a kid into? Because one of the considerations that I always think about is what is this person going to inherit, you know, and, and endure for 60, 70, 80, whatever plus years? Do you think about that? Specifically, it's almost like you listened to my most recent episode of Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, where I discussed uh, on the title, we're speaking, Madam MVP, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. I say just that, Jason Lee. I say, listen, y'all know I'm thinking about having a baby. I'm trying to bring a child into this world. And I didn't really feel good about doing that under Trump. Now, not that he was my only reason for not moving forward at that time, but it was conscious. Now, I feel like I need to hurry up and and try to have this baby in the next four years because I would love for him or her to see visually that there is a black woman in this White House. Um, Just sometimes that representation is, is so critical, especially in America. So to see like... I was like, damn, I was slow off the take. I really should have had, tried to have a baby in that eight-year Obama window, but I was I was late to the party. So Keep now I'm going to try to pop off now that Kamala's in there. Honestly, though, I really do think about it, Jason, in a real way. Mm. Mm. All right. And so what else is next for you? I mean, I'm sure you're going to, if you're, you're an author. You are an author already, right? Yeah, I am. I okay, wrote so are- powerful appearance, substance, and success. Go ahead and cop that on Amazon right now. Hey. But also, I'm, I'm working on the next book, Jason. I am. I'm working on the next book, and it's going to be so much deeper. So I have such more, so much more story to tell now. So I can't wait to share that. It's, it's, it's a little bit it off. Isn't, isn't, isn't becoming an author addicting? Like, doesn't, don't you just want to keep creating books? It's, it's art. It's art. And, and you know this. I mean, I, I don't have a rap album, but I imagine if I did, this would be the feeling, you know? Hmm. Like this is this must be how Big Sean feels before he drops a new release. How authors feel when they're sharing their content with the world. So this year, did you vote for Kanye or or? Oh my God! You know I voted. <laughs> you know I voted for my score, Kamala Harris. Um, you know, oh, Kiwi. Kiwi. Oh, you. Oh, you guys are from the same hood. Not yeah. not where you live, but the school hood. Yeah, we are. We are. And and the thing about AKA in all seriousness is if you know any women that are members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, A, we're no stranger to being the first. We are the first black sorority uh, for Uh-oh. women, college okay. women in this country, in this world. Number two, we are civically engaged. That's who we've been. We've been at the suffrage you know, movement since our founding in 1908. So Kamala being VP just makes sense. It, it, actually, mm. what really makes more sense is her being president, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. But we'll, we'll start with VP and, and go up from there. Well, if Joe Biden would have failed when he was running out there to that podium, <laughs> she'd be the shit. Oh, my God. Come get your friend. 
Oh my God. I was like, I think they told him like, give us a little pep in your step so people can feel good about your candidacy. Yeah. Joe, you better sit your ass down because Kamala got them boots and her and her husband ready to move right into the West Ring. You better stop playing. All right, listen, what I, what I hope people get and why I wanted you to come on the show. I mean, we've been talking about you coming on before, but now I really want you to come on was I really wanted to say to you publicly in front of everybody that I am so proud and so happy for every blessing that's happening to you. You are a real one behind the scenes. You've put in the work. You've maintained grace. You are so classy, but I know you probably ratchet too. We got to hang out. But more importantly, just like Kamala, I think that you set an example for young women, specifically women of color, that you can literally have it all without selling yourself short, you know? Yes. And 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 I think you're uh, you're an example that the culture needs now because while there is room for all the ratchet shit and I love Ho is life, uh, you know, we can also uh, step up to the forefront of everybody else at the table that don't look like us and bring the same, if not more, to the table. So congratulations to everything. And I can't wait to see you slap the shit out of Ramona. <laughs> I love you forever. Blue, my dear, it was so good to meet you. We will I love you. As soon as we can and damage as always, brother. Thank you, my dear. You're so cute. Um, bye, y'all. Love you. Bye. And keep you. Oh, and come back when we see your man. Oh, yes. Please, Bye, girl. I need to see this. Bye. Bye.